T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Let's talk politics. Uh, Josh Krasauer back with us, 97.1 Political Insider, senior political correspondent at Axios. You probably see him on Fox all the time. Josh, how are you? Welcome back. Good. Uh, I don't know about the weather in St. Louis, Mark. It's a nice, balmy 60 degrees in the nation's capital and uh, a lot going on in the world of politics and on Capitol Hill as well. Well, we've had good weather here, actually. Today is beautiful. we got some rain heading out, but we've, um, uh, you know, we didn't have, I don't know about you, we didn't have very much snow at all. Now, we could still get snow in March. At, you know what's funny, and I didn't mention this yet today, but my friend in Las Vegas, um, my friend Rick Niner, who sometimes joins the show, he sent a video today from his backyard where the pool is located. It was snowing in Las Vegas today on March 1st. How about that? That's amazing. We, we haven't had a single inch of snow all, some, all winter long in in Washington. So, you know, fingers crossed, maybe a few more weeks left of winter, but, but that, that is uh, something we've had a hard time coming, coming so, by this year. Yeah. And I, I'm okay with that. Actually. Uh, we'll see how it holds out here for St. Louis as well. All right. So I, um, as you know, and maybe the audience is, I'm not always the biggest Trump fan <laughs> because of the behavior. I think that the country is ready to move on. Uh, however, I, I open up your piece this morning in Axios about Trump's February bump and uh, some of us were a little depressed. Now, I know I have Trump supporters in the audience, but these numbers, this polling is rather stunning to me. So I want you to kind of go through it and explain it. But, you know, Ron DeSantis is not in this race. Donald Trump is in the race right now. What did you find with a couple of different polls, right, Josh? Yeah, four, four different high-quality polls in the last week. Fox News poll, uh, Emerson poll, YouGov, uh, you know, which is an online pollster that's pretty solid. All of them had the same thing in common. They found Trump getting momentum within the Republican Party primary over the last month. And they show Trump, by and large, competitive against Joe Biden in the general election matchups head to head. Now, this is a snapshot in time. There are, there are three or four polls that, you know, things are going to change when the campaign gets underway. But, you know, I think the message uh, I, I wrote about it in the piece, Mark, is that you underestimate Donald Trump yes. at your own risk. And yeah. when you're Nikki Haley, when you're Ron DeSantis, when you're any prospective Republican looking to run for president and you're not going after the front runner in the Republican primary field, 
you're not going to gain ground on the front runner in the Republican primary field. And look, I also think Trump had a nice little stretch where he uh, visited East Palestine, Ohio, after the train derailment, the chemical spill, and showed a little empathy that you don't often see much from the former president. And went to McDonald's. I remember when Bill Clinton went to McDonald's in the 92 campaign, and that was made fun of on SNL. And it was sort of, I mean, Donald Trump had sort of that same uh, appeal. He talked to people, uh, you know, making the food and took some pictures and gave away some, some MAGA hats. And, you know, he, he had a, you know, more common touch than you usually see uh, at a Trump rally, at least. Uh, well, that will help election. him. I think, I think that that's probably something that's a positive. Now, in your column at Axios, you, you sort of bottom-lined it this way, and unfortunately I think you're right, that this campaign is feeling a lot like 2016 when the rivals assumed he would fade out with them doing nothing to stunt his momentum. That's right. I mean, I think, look, it's twofold. The reason you're not hearing Republicans directly go after Trump is – Partially because they know that most of the party still likes Trump. They just, you know, they, some people want to give him a gold watch and say we want a new a new face for 2024. But but most of the party, 80 percent or so, like view Trump favorably. So like going after Trump, they, they don't want to alienate the majority of the party. But the other reason is I, I, the, the notion that you hinted at, Mark, is that they, they assume that after having dinner at Mar-a-Lago with you know anti-Semites and white nationalists having a really dismal midterm election where his candidates fared across the board uh, very, very poorly, uh, whether it was sort of his, his behavior post-launch and, and not, not getting much attention and energy uh, in that campaign launch. I mean, I think there, there have been moments where it looks like Trump is you know, out for the count, and again, he is sort of the political Lazarus, where you know, every time you think he's dead or, or losing, you know, losing momentum, he comes back to life. And Look, I, I, I think that's something that Republicans in this race need to be aware of. You, you can't just beat Trump by assuming he's going to automatically fade away. You're going to have to draw contrasts. You're going to have to attack. You're going to have to criticize. And well, and Ron DeSantis, who does have uh, a record that, that in some ways on COVID is more conservative than, than the former president. You know, he's not in the race yet, but he's going to yeah, have to right. draw those contrasts when he gets in. So do you, and let me play this, I don't know, is Jeff Rowe, who's been a big presence here as a consultant in Missouri politics, and I think he ran, did he run Yunkin's campaign out there in Virginia? He weighs in on this. Do you know if he's working for DeSantis, Josh, or not? Yeah, yeah I don't, he's been working for Glenn Yunkin. I mean, okay, that, for Yunkin, okay. So, but here's what he says, listen. The reality is this is a two-person race between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. I think it's going to be a small field because the money's not there. The debate stage rules will keep it very limited. Mm-hmm. You have to have a donor threshold. You have to have national polling. And there's simply no room for a, for a third or fourth or even fifth person in this mm-hmm. race. I don't think Nikki Haley would like to hear that, but what do you think about that assessment? Yeah, you know, I, I agree somewhat. I, I don't agree fully. I, I do think that you know, Nikki Haley does have an interesting opportunity that, let's say DeSantis does get in and Trump goes after him and DeSantis returns fire. You know, they're always in the rule, the rules of the number one rule of politics is when you have two guys going after each other, it opens up an opportunity for someone kind of running up the middle and having a, a more positive, more optimistic message. Uh, look, I think, I, I think the odds favor Trump or DeSantis. Certainly, they both eat up a, a huge chunk of the Republican primary vote right now. But look, that's what New Hampshire and Iowa are for. If you're if you're a good candidate that doesn't have the same high profile, doesn't have the same 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 level of attention as the front runners, it gives you a chance to do well in these early states. And that's what Haley's doing right now, spending a lot of time in Iowa, in New Hampshire. You're going to see other candidates, whether it's you know Pence or Pompeo, perhaps Tim Scott. I, I spent some time with. In the, in the 
in South Carolina a few weeks ago. Um, you know, look, there, there is going to be an opportunity for someone else to shine. The question is who and how does this field develop and how, how, how much do, do Trump and DeSantis all go after each other? I saw a piece this week. I can't remember who wrote this, and I'm looking at my reading list on my iPad. I can't find it. But there was uh, an assessment or an analysis that said, because I'm a big culture war guy on this, ra- on this radio show, and I think it's important DeSantis has weighed in on a lot of these issues. Do Republicans perhaps put too much emphasis on the culture wars? You know, look, I, 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 I think the culture wars, when, when it affects your quality of life, right, when, when, you're, when it's talking about whether your kid's in school uh, during the pandemic, right, or whenever, whether you're talking about you know, what your kid is learning in the curriculum that they're being taught in schools, that, that's a quality of life issue. And that's something that affects everyone, no matter what your, your political ideology is. Um, when you talk about things like maybe like transgender swimmers, um, that, that was an issue in some, some races this past year. When you talk about issues that, that you certainly have a hot take on but may not affect you on a day-to-day basis, I think that, you know, those, those are not quite as resonant. And I think the key for Republicans uh, and when they talk about culture war issues is to connect the, the, whatever cultural issue is at play to the day-to-day quality of life, to their, themselves or their kids or their families. Uh, and I think a lot of these cultural issues do affect, you know, like parental parental rights, like what your kids are learning in school. Should they be exposed to, you know, some of this stuff at an elementary school level? Like th- those are very hot button issues, not because they're culture war issues, but because a lot, there are a lot of parents. They affect people, right. right. Have, have, but I think what Republicans often lose is that they forget to talk about the economy. They forget to talk about the bread and butter issues or that they'll pick some fight that may have, be an 80-20 issue, but it doesn't affect a whole lot of people. It's just one of these things you debate on the cable news shows. And that's, you know, one of the, one of the issues about like whether, you know, transgender swimmers are competing in the men's team or the girls team or whatever, like that, that's an issue that I'm sure a lot of people agree with the the conservative position on, but I don't think it really affects a whole lot of voters. And when you're, when that's your dominant issue and that's all you're talking about on the campaign trail, you're not going to get a whole lot of inroads in in your campaign. So on on the other side of the equation, I I know that there's really nothing new or nothing that is being decided, but obviously the president's being pressed a little bit by the media on his age and whether or not that's an issue. We know the New York Times piece. I think you and I even talked about that a few weeks ago when it came out about Kamala. But, you know, they, they have to figure some things out on their side as well, and the clock is ticking, isn't it? Yeah, look, I, I would be shocked if Biden does not at this point run for, for a second term, barring any surprise health issue. Uh, I, I think health and, and age are, are major vulnerabilities for the president. He, we've never had a president running for office in their 80s. Uh, he would be 86 at the end of a second term. You look at the polling, speaking of polling, you look at almost every poll out there, and, and majorities of Democrats are uncomfortable with Biden running uh, at his age for, for a second term. So these are challenges that, that Biden is going to have to deal with. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone jumps in, um, just, a, just an outsider, not, not someone who maybe is a household name, but someone might challenge, go to New Hampshire, try to try to challenge Biden and, 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 and raise some of these issues. But uh, look, I, I, I think the, the, the known knowns of Biden's age trump the known unknowns of having him retire or step down and either having Kamala Harris as the de facto frontrunner or this ugly ideological civil war between the left and the and the center, which we see all over, you know, these primaries these days. The Democrats, you know, they're lucky that they, they, they had the benefit of incumbency, um, you know, in a lot of these races in 2022 because, you know, they had primaries pitting, pitting the left and the, the, the middle. Their, their, their own 
progressive and, and more extreme candidates would probably do quite well. So, you know, they, they want the, the, the known known who's, you know, known figure and incumbent and someone who's seen as a little bit more moderate and pragmatic rather than either Kamala Harris or maybe even someone more to the left of her in a wide open Democratic fight. Come on, man. My age isn't an issue. Come on. Come on, man. That's what we're going to hear from the president into next year. It's a little early to start talking baseball, but we've had some games down there. And the one question that I think a lot of fans have right now, Josh, you and I, and for the audience that doesn't know, he's a Nationals fan. We talk baseball a lot. What are your thoughts on the new rules? I think that some of this is going to work itself out, but we've seen games end on a pitch clock violation and all kinds of crazy stuff right now. So I'm a traditionalist, as you probably know, Mark. Uh, you know, I, but I do think that the games, the pace of the games and the style of the games were getting way too slow and, and out of control. And I, I, I've watched a little bit of spring training ball to kind of like the pace of these spring training games. But the, the, the worry I have is that, you know, sometimes like you see in football, like at the end of the Super Bowl where, you know, it was decided by, a, 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 you know, an iffy, an iffy flag. I, I don't want to see a close game in the ninth inning being decided by someone stepping out of the box against the, the pitch clock and, and that being the, the thing that decides the game. Like, I, I hope that the umpires use a little discretion in terms of enforcement. Um, yes, in the first inning or, you know, and you know, the whole point of this is to get the game's pace to pick up. But I don't want this really to. I'm with you. I'm with you. By the way, I'm with you on everything you just said, except I got to correct you on something. James Bradbury himself admitted it was a hold in the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs (laughs) won because they were the better team. Come on, come on, man. That's what I would say. Come on. We're actually going to use judgment in the time and context of (laughs) of when they're going to call a penalty. Yes, it it was. It was on paper. It was a it was a, foul, a flag, but you don't call that in the final minute of a Super Bowl when it affects the end. When you're a Kansas City I, I think, Chiefs fan, you do. That's what I say. Um, <laughs> we'll have to agree to disagree. All right, Crosshour. Hey, great having you on. We're getting closer to real baseball. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 